Welcome back, everybody. So today, on episode two of the disease of politics, we're going to talk about your vote and how it is affecting your kids. So here locally, we're we're seeing a rise in in uh, I don't know gang violence, violence, stupidity. I mean. Whatever. We can talk about all of it. And there's not one particular town, one particular community. It's kind of across the board. And I want everybody to understand that your vote, whichever way you're casting it, has a direct effect on your kids. Whether it's positive or negative, you... uh You've got to understand what your vote means to the future. So let's say, for instance, you uh, you vote in some community leaders. Let's call it, let's say your city council. You vote them in. They've got this progressive ideology. They do all the woke nonsense. I don't know. They want to be a sanctuary city. Now listen, I'm not saying right, wrong, whatever, as far as immigration is concerned. Um, You know, people have to make a choice to better their family. Sometimes there might be some rules that get broken, okay? But when you label yourself as, say, these sanctuary cities... Uh, you don't just get all the good, right? You get the bad, too. And you've got to be willing to understand that, that while you want to be compassionate, you want to help, you want to do all this stuff, that you're also going to bring in an element that is not what, what you intended. So, you know, gang violence is, is part of that. Uh they get up here and the 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 communities the police the sheriffs the law enforcement in general they're being forced to take a soft stance on crime so with that you you're seeing this rise and uptick in petty crime well the How's how's the best analogy that I can put this? So, say you have, I don't know, let's go with the iceberg uh, visualization, right? So, as your petty thefts rise, that in turn is also going to make a rise in your violent type crimes. And we're talking, you know, rape, murder, home invasion, uh, assault that kind of stuff, you know, you, you allow that element into your communities and it, it, it doesn't make for a better quality of living, right? Like you're, you're allowing for a better quality of living for say these, these illegal immigrants for lack of a better term, but you're allowing, you know, 95% 95% of that is is going to be people that just want to come up here and work, make a living, support their family. But there's 5%. And as we've seen, even in, in our political atmosphere today, that it's not the majority that are creating all of this. Right? The, the vast majority of people just want to be left alone. I mean, I, I'm one of them, right? Just leave me alone. Let me do my day-to-day. Let me work, support my family. Let me go do all the stuff, you know, the extracurriculars that we do with our children. Let, just just leave me alone, right? I don't mind paying my fair share. I don't mind doing that kind of stuff, but it seems like we're constantly being asked for more and more and more of our fair share. And a lot of it is going to this, right? I think that, on both sides of the aisle, 
their their manufacturing votes. And I think that just one political party has chosen, you know, especially in our state, they've they've chosen this is the way that they're going to manufacture votes. And I hope that day of reckoning is coming for this. I hope that people start to open their eyes and see that this is not helping. I mean, we've got communities in and around us that the average yearly salary is twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. The average, you know, household income is thirty, thirty two thousand dollars. Like that's not sustainable, especially where we're at. You know? And it's only getting worse and worse. The the political atmosphere is evolving and it's not evolving in a positive way and, and that's on both sides I've I must firm I am a firm believer in a APAC right I won't say it on here because I'm trying to keep this uh, this podcast clean but if you know you know and the the vast majority, uh, I think, uh, of people are starting to wake up to that. But, once again, back to what I previously said, the, the minority that is making all the noise, that is doing all of the protesting and, and whatever, like, they're the ones that are getting the the eyeballs on them. They're the ones that people are trying to pander to because they 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 vastly outnumber the the cases of making a scene, you know, cause causing an issue within a community or within a, you know, whatever. And it's high time that people start to recognize that and just own it. Okay? So here in our area, we have uh, we have an, we have a uh, a community that a few years back decided that they wanted to take the progressive route. Well, their progressivism has, I guess, I guess that's a word. Whatever, being more progressive has created a huge issue. And I am not putting this on the commu- the people in the community, right? I I truthfully believe that most of them just want to be left alone, and they just want to go to work or go to school or go to the mall or do whatever. But because of their voting, the way that they voted and put these people into power at a local level, you're creating you're creating a soft you're you're creating hmm you're 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 getting really lax on crime i guess that's the best way to to put it i wouldn't say soft on crime i would say you're very lax on crime and so there's there is an element that sees oh well look we can we can go here they're not going to do anything about it they're not going to try to to uh, deport us they're not going to cooperate with the federal government and let's be honest at this point right now the federal government's not doing anything either and that was the you know the that was the previous administration that was a little harder on that but it's it's at this point it is negatively affecting the the kids and not just the kids in our community right now right it's all communities you've got communities that are scared to allow their kids out after dark You've got communities that are scared to have any kind of an extracurricular activity that that runs, co- you know, after school. Like they're they're scared. It's it's literally go to school because that is a requirement. Get your education. Go home. Nothing else. Well, that's not being a kid. And the voting is what has created that. And the adults in this situation need to own that fact. 
we need to start worrying start worrying about our kids, our grandkids, our nieces and nephews, and quit worrying about pandering to some group, right? Quit worrying about trying to see who can outwoke the next person. This you guys have to understand something. I truthfully believe that politics is a disease and it is slowly ruining this country. And I think it's become accelerated. I mean, you've literally thrown gas on a, on a fire at this point. And it's, it's, we're not, we're not far away. Like, so three years ago, this community that I'm speaking about decided that they wanted to be a sanctuary city. And roughly around that time, they decided that they wanted to ban certain industries from their their communities all the while they they they're not recognizing what that has created they're not recognizing the unsavory element that they've allowed in the community that is destroying the fabric of of these kids' lives they're they're not allowed to do anything and and while I don't. I don't want to s- specifically point the blame at them because other communities are having the same issues. Something needs to be done about it, and that something needs to start at the local level. At this point, right now, where we're at, <clears throat> you can't. You you can't. You can't change the political atmosphere overnight, statewide or or federally. Right, your your one one vote, but your one vote in a sea of say twenty five thousand goes a lot further than in a sea of twenty five million. Right, it you you've got to start somewhere, and we need to start doing something to help our children, and it needs to start now. You need to look in the mirror. And you need to make that decision. You know what? Yes, I believe in X, Y, or Z. Okay? You believe believe how you want to. But you also need to, you need to look into what that does further down the line. You believe that everybody should be allowed into the country? Then great. We, we can disagree on that. I, I don't really care. But you, gotta, you have to be willing... To also understand that by you voting to just allow people to free flow into this country, that you're not going to get the best and brightest out of all of them, right? You're going to get some very intelligent people that could benefit our country, could benefit mankind, and all they need is a chance. And I'm not saying that we should we should stifle that. But you're also going to get th- the bottom of the barrel. You're also going to get the people that are going to try to take advantage and they're going to take advantage at your expense. And I'm not talking about monetarily. I, I mean, imagine, right? So we're not Chicago. We're not Baltimore. We're not Washington, D.C. We're not anywhere like that. We're, you know, a rural community. We're a rural county or whatever, however you want to look at it. The It is getting, it is getting worse and worse for you to be able to trust to let your kids go out, right? Like, I remember when I was growing up, you know, my mom and dad are like, hey, you want to go down to the to the, the wreck or you want to go down to the skate park or you want to go down and do this with your friends or whatever? Or you want to ride your bike around town? Go for it. We're at a, we're at a point now that you can't. And, it, and it's sad, right? I mean, for... For the vast majority of the time, you can let your kids go out, you know, in a group or whatever, but you've always got it in the back of your mind because it's it's becoming a weekly thing or a twice a week occurrence that, you know, somebody's being abducted, whether it's a kid or a, an adult, right? You got you got people that are just coming up, just literally they're they the entire family disappears and then they're found in a field somewhere or in a shallow grave, or whatever. 
everybody is so just I, I I don't I don't I don't understand it. You guys either a just don't care, and I, I don't say you guys as everybody, but these people that are voting these ways, they either just a don't care because they want their social credit score to to be higher, or they want the they want to be able to pat themselves on the back and say, look what I'm doing. I'm such a great human being. And that's not the case. Like, yeah, you know what? You you let these people in and they're going to work every day and they're doing the, the, the jobs that, you know, a vast amount of Americans don't want to do. And that's great. You know, let's work on a way to make them citizens so that they can contribute and they can do all their stuff. And let's let's go on down the line. But that's not what you're that's not the only thing that you're doing, right? I mean, it, it even even at a local political level, let's go one step further than that. So today, perusing around on social media and a friend of mine, you know, puts it out there that the the local newspaper doesn't even report on the local news. And that's and that's pretty much spot on because they because the national news has created this clickbait. All we need is a view because all we're doing is pandering to the advertisers. We're just trying to get eyeballs on an article. We don't care. We don't care right or wrong. We don't care if it's sensationalized. We we don't care. Let's be the first to put it out there. And then we can always go and retract a statement four or five days down the road after everybody's already read the article, right? That's that's the other problem is the the sense of community is 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 eroding quickly. Nobody nobody's looking out for their neighbor because everybody thinks that their neighbor is, you know. Try, trying to steal or take from them or or whatever it is. And and we've got to get back to that, right? We've got to get back to a sense of community. We've got to hold ourselves accountable. We've got to move forward to make sure that we continue to make our communities great for our kids. Our kids shouldn't have to start worrying about adult things when they're 9, 10, 11 years old. Okay? I don't I don't care about your political leanings. That's not what this is about. This is 100% about the kids. Right? We've got to do better. We've got to do something that that makes a change. We've got to quit putting people in office because of a popularity contest, right? Small communities have really gotten bad about that. You've got, oh, we, we know this person, so we're just going to vote for him because we know him. Well, okay, but just because you know somebody doesn't mean that they're, they're the best fit for the job, right? Yeah, you know, I knew this guy in high school and blah, 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 great guy, and he, you know, he's he's running, so I'm going to vote for him. But you never look at what they actually stand for, right? Maybe they don't have kids. Maybe they don't care. They don't care about the kids. They went through school. They've done all that kind of stuff. They don't care to help out at the, the community bake sale to help get jerseys for the, the junior high, right? They don't, they don't have kids, so they're not going to have grandkids. So they don't they don't care. There's there's no self reflection. I mean, there's no reflection other than self reflection for them. I'm gonna vote to do X Y Z because that benefits me. You know, people get into political office. The local local level isn't as bad as this is, but people get into higher political office. And then they're allowed to vote on their own raises. So think about that, okay? You've put somebody into office. You're paying them with your taxes and everything else. 
and yet they get to vote and say, you know what? We've done such a great job in our own opinion that we're going to vote for a 7% cost of living raise. And then the following year, after you've you've re-elected them back into office, they're like, oh, man, budget's tight. We're not going to have money for another police officer. You know, we're not going to have another $50,000 in the city coffers to hire another police officer. So we need to raise this, the sales tax within the city, you know, three cents, two cents, whatever it is. Okay, so it doesn't seem like a lot, but you've got to think about that at every every level, right? So for every $1,000, that's $2. For every $10,000, that's $20, right? So it's it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you go make a $50,000 car purchase, I mean that that adds up. That's a that's a a dinner for two. Right? Same thing with with the with natural gas and gasoline and oil production and all the rest of that kind of stuff. You can think that it's dirty and you can have your opinion about this that or the other and we need to get off fossil fuels, but look what just happened in in California, right? They're shutting down. N- they're shutting down energy-producing uh, um, power plants, right? We've got one over here on the coast that ha- was supposed to be mothballed this year, and our our illustrious leaders decided we're going to give this company a one point two billion dollars, and we're going to ask them to keep it on for another five years. And why is that? Why are we asking them to keep it on for another five years? Oh, well, it's because they probably negotiated a five-year term, but the leader only needed it until, you know, November 15th so they could manufacture some votes. Look what we're doing. Look what we're doing for you guys. But meanwhile, everybody that bought electric cars during this summer was asked to not charge their cars. Okay, so now let's put that in perspective, right? You have you have oil producing companies. They pull the oil out of the ground. In the state of California, it's probably some of the cleanest uh, oil recovery in the world. Not in the country, not in the you know not not in the western side of the United States, but in the world. And all you're doing is passing the buck. Our governor is saying, no, we need to be less dependent on California oil. We need to n- not issue any permits. We need to not do this, not do that. But yet they, they're tankering in oil from Russia, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, wherever, where it is some of the dirtiest oil recovery on the planet. They don't care. I mean, li- literally, do a little bit of research. Open your eyeballs. Go and look at the flares that they have where they're flaring off natural gas and there's just black soot rolling out of these stacks, right? You've got energy being produced by coal-burning plants and things of that nature. You know, like, everybody's so down on on uh, nuclear power because of a couple of reactors that melted down. You know, Chernobyl, Fukushima, and... I believe that I think uh, what is it Three Mile Island or whatever it was back in the day. I think they had a partial meltdown, right? But go back and look, look at what, look at the death rate, the death toll that you can attribute to oil. I mean, to nuclear power production. It's some of the cleanest production in the world, and and it's efficient. And there's actually ways to, there's other radioactive materials besides what they're using now that could actually be harnessed and be even safer than what we currently have. Listen, I have solar panels on on our property. And the only reason that I did it is because it's, at this point right now, it's, it's cheaper to do. But... I don't believe that it's any greener for the environment than natural gas burning, you know, power plants, what they produce. It is for me, it happens to be vastly cheaper because it's a free commodity. But 
let's let's be real. Our our government has proven time and time again that at some point they're going to go say, "Oh, well, you know what? We own the sun." So we're going to we're going to charge you a surcharge on top of what you pay for your solar. Like thanks, thanks for getting solar and trying to help the environment, but we're going to add 20% because we own the sun. I mean, the state of California, it's uh, like they've done it with rainwater, right? I can't collect my own rainwater. If I collect my own rainwater, it is a finable offense. So I can't collect rainwater to water my plants that I'm told that I can only water twice a week for 10 hours or for 10 minutes a day because we can't divert water to people because we're concerned about a fish, right? We can't do that. The 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 electric car go back and going back to the electric car thing. So you've got a you've got a state legislature that comes out and says, well, we've really screwed this up as far as the electrical grid is concerned out here. We've asked everybody to get electric cars, but everybody's using their AC because it's 107. So we're going to ask you not to charge your electric car. So do you not think that at some point that they can't just turn off the tap to your house for power? Oh, he's got his car plugged in. So then if you can't charge your car, how do you get to to and from work? Like in the bigger metropolitan areas, it's easy, right? You can take a tram or you can take a city bus or you can do whatever. But you don't have that readily available in rural communities. So these rural communities need to actually, they, they need to be the catalyst, right? We need to start standing up for ourselves separate ourselves from the state at large because L.A. doesn't care about you. Sacramento doesn't care about you. San Francisco doesn't care about you, right? They don't care because you're not big enough to do anything. So they don't have to pander to you. They don't need your vote. They don't need anything from you. And until these people in these these huge areas start to realize that, nothing's going to change at the state level. So, start being more involved in your community. Start thinking about the things that you choose to vote for and what they're going to do down the line. You know, you've got all these people on on the progressive side that are all about, oh, it's about, you know, including everyone and giving everyone a safe space to, to live their life and blah, blah, blah. But they don't care. That is all just words. It's all just words that they're saying because they think that it's going to help them out down the line. That's not the case. Like, you can be an asshole and still have a heart of gold and take it from somebody that that knows. Listen, I I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse, but this is on the community at large. This is on you. You as a parent, you as an aunt, you as an uncle, you as a grandma, you as a grandpa, whatever it is. If you take the stance of looking at it as both sides are corrupt and don't care about you, then you can actually start doing something. You can actually start positively affecting your situation, your community situation, your kids' situation, whatever whatever it is, okay? If you don't think that this state won't completely cut you off once they are the only player in town, think about it. If you, if you look at any other countries across, across the world, if you have a state or a country or a government that controls the media the power grid the 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 cars the you know once they once they control that as if they control your electric grid and they force you to get electric cars they can turn it off anytime that they want to case in point i don't i believe that it was in denver but it could have been an outlying area of denver the power companies put out a a free thermostat if you signed up for this deal, then they would give you a free Google Nest thermostat or Ring thermostat or whatever, right? Digital thermostat you could control from your phone and everything else. Everybody signed up for it. 
or everybody that did sign up for it, apparently didn't read the fine print. Because when it got hot back there in Colorado, they had a heat wave or whatever, the power company was actually able to get in there and lock the thermostat at 80 degrees. You couldn't move it up. You couldn't move it down. You couldn't do anything. They locked you out of it, held it at 80 degrees. Okay, so now that no longer becomes anything in your control. You've now signed up for this. You've been given this free item. You signed a contract for a year or two or whatever. And it was at a, I think it was to, they were going to discount your energy rate and give you this free nest. And look, look what happened. I'll, I'll 100% confirm that for next episode, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly the way that it played out is you signed up, you got a discount on your energy, and they gave you the free nest, and then they turned around and flipped the flipped the off switch, and you can just suffer at 80 degrees, even though you're nor- you, know, you normally run it at 72 or 73. That's state control, or, well, that's, that is a company controlling what you can and can't do. And I don't know about you, but I don't want our power company being able to just come out and say, nope, we, you pay your bill, you do this, you do that, you've done all these things, but no, nah, you can't do this. You know, the, the solar panels, for me, were kind of an, another stepping stone into, well, maybe I'm doing a little bit of help, right? Maybe not, I'm not worried about the environment help so much. Like if it helps, then it helps. But my concern was this will help us not have another brownout or another blackout or whatever for the elderly people that really need the power, whether it's to run a machine that keeps them able to, you know, get enough oxygen or whether it keeps the them able to run their AC to keep it at a comfortable temperature, you know. That was kind of my my look on it. Was it's not a lot, but the little bit of production that we're doing to help, you know, offset our cost, if we're putting something back into the grid, that can keep the lights on for a community center for another half hour, forty five minutes, whatever. So just remember that, please. When you're going to the polls here in, in what, two or three weeks, just just for half a second, don't think about your ideology and how you're going to benefit yourself or how you're going to help some person in a states far away, right? Think about what you're doing at a community level for your kids for your grandkids, for your niece and your nephew, for your best friend's kids, right? Maybe maybe you can't have kids. Maybe ado- adopting is out of the question for you. It just doesn't make make sense because of your schedule, right? You you need to think about the next generation. And you can pander and do the whole well, we're saving the environment for the next generation. But are we really? Because when you're sitting on oil reserves and they're the cleanest produced oil re- oil in the world and you're stifling that just so that it's not at your back doorstep, you're not helping the environment. The last I checked, the earth was a sphere. And guess what? That sphere, you know, everybody's everybody's pumping all their CO2 and all their greenhouse gases and nonsense into... The sphere. Not it doesn't just it doesn't just linger, just right above your head. I mean, case in point here in the valley. We we're forced to do all this clean production and everything else, and you've got the San Joaquin Valley Air District and blah blah blah. Meanwhile, San Francisco and Sacramento and those areas up there. They don't follow. They don't fall into the same guidelines, because essentially all of their n- nasty air ends up down here in the valley. We're just a big old huge bowl with these this mountain range on the south side of us, and it just collects right here. So we take the blame 
for all of this pollution and 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 air quality stuff and it's coming from up north they don't live under the same bubble that they enforce everybody else to live under there's there it's a it's a vastly different area up there and that's part of the other problem is everybody wants to, everybody listens to what's on the news we've pointed a finger this is the problem this is what you need to do about it Meanwhile, they're the one creating the problem, but telling you that you're the problem. Our governor, turn off the power and and don't charge your cars and everything else. Middle of the summer, he's in a building where he's having to wear a sweatshirt. A sweatshirt. And I believe it was July. So now either he has, like, cold flashes where he's just a frigid human being, or he was in a building that the AC was set so low that he needed to wear a jacket. A jacket. Not a long sleeve shirt, not a button-up, not a nothing like a jacket. A fleece pullover, if you want to be precise. These people aren't governing... I mean, they, they're not... They're not setting forth policies for everyone to follow. They're setting forth policies for you to follow and for them to continue to do what they're doing. They proved it during the two years that they tried to shut down you know, the world. They still went out to dinner. They still went out and got their hair did, done. They still went and traveled and did all this kind of stuff. They still gallivanted around with their buddies and blah, blah, blah. It was business as usual. Meanwhile, because I I chose to be business as usual, I got the dirty looks, I got the comments, I got all of the stuff because I wasn't doing my part. No, 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 I, I was. I just wasn't doing the part that you feel that I should be doing. I was making sure that my kids still had a childhood. I was making sure that my family didn't go completely insane being locked up and cooped you know cooped up and locked away from from society you know we did our best to not stop extracurricular activities outdoor activities going and doing the things that we could because we weren't going to let it be a negative uh, for the kids no negative effects And that's what everybody needs to do. Quit thinking about everyone and start thinking about your kids, your families, the community. Let's start being more involved. Right? You've got, you've got people in the community that provide services, that do things, that are constantly helping, that are constantly, you know, bending over backwards to keep things as normal as possible during all of this. Go support them. Go do things to help them. Quit blindly voting up, down, left, right, whatever, just because. Honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, I, I truthfully wish that every incumbent across the nation got voted out this year. Every one of them. Like them, don't like them, anything. Every one of them. Don't vote down party lines. Vote for vote to get X, Y, Z out because they've been sitting there for 45 years and have done nothing but grow their wealth. I mean, l literally, it doesn't. it's not that hard unless you live under a rock and you don't have cable, which this isn't going to matter. You're not even going to hear the sound of my voice, right? Go and just open up the internet and type in what the elected president asked this OPEC, Saudi Arabia, Russia, whatever, to do. He didn't ask them to hold, or to, to, to hold off on cutting oil production for the next six months or eight months or year. He asked them to do it for one month. Now, once again, unless you live under a rock, 
in one month, in, well, in less than one month, guess what? Midterm elections. So that's all he cared about. He only cared about keeping his party in power. He only cared about getting past the midterms because guess what? When your gas goes to $9 a gallon, you're not going to be voting for, for those people that have constantly told you that they're doing everything to help you and help you and help you. Meanwhile, this is what they're doing. They don't care. You want to know why? Because these politicians that have been in power for 40 years, they haven't paid for gas in 40 years. You want to know why? Because you pay for it. They're driving around or being driven around in a in a state-owned vehicle that's having fuel put in it by the state. And guess what? You want to know where that state money comes from? It comes from your tax dollars, your sales tax dollars, from your hard-earned money. So they don't care. They'll just go buy stock in these companies because these companies are seeing record profits and everything else across the board, and they'll make themselves even richer. Like I, I want you to think about this, okay? Let's let's make this really easy. So you make, let's just say, f- just for the sake of argument, you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. So in ten years, you make a million dollars, right? So now, in ten years' time, are you a millionaire? No, you're not. Unless you're hiding money from the government somehow, or you hit the lotto or something like that, you're not a millionaire. Heck, you probably don't. You don't probably don't even have a hundred thousand dollars in your savings account, right? You might have fifty, sixty. I mean, maybe you're lucky. Maybe you have a hundred. Maybe if you figure in your four hundred one k because you're putting money into your four hundred one k, maybe, right? You've got a hundred thousand dollars in in savings between four hundred one k and bank. Meanwhile, you have political, you know, people, uh, politicians, whether in Congress or Senate, that let's just say for the sake of argument, they make $250,000 a year. But in 40 years, they've amassed a wealth of $200 million. So now, if you calculate that all out, every four years they make a million dollars times 10 because we're talking about 40 years, right? So they've made 10 or they've made so every 4 years, so that's 10 times. So they've made 10 million dollars in that 40 years. That's what they should have made, right? How are they worth 200 and something million dollars? I mean, unless they're doing something backhanded, there's, there's no way. They don't own a business. They don't own a business that exponentially just makes money. They're not Amazon. They're not Tesla. They're not GM. They're not that, right? They're taking and turning $10 million over 40 years and 20Xing it. Not 2Xing it, 20Xing it. You can't be blind to that. You can't be blind to the fact this is all about lining their pockets. You've got you've got a you've got somebody that's decided they no longer want to run, so they want term limits. Right? You've got somebody that, that that's no longer gonna run for political office, they want term limits. I'm not gonna repeat myself. I've said it twice. But you've also got somebody who's not going to run for re-election and they want to they want to pass a law that within Congress and Senate that you cannot hold stocks of your own. Meanwhile, for the last 40 years, it was perfectly fine for you to do that. So they they're now setting it up, right? They're no longer going to be there. They've basically had... Nobody run against them. They've had they've been able to just walk through every election over the last 40 years. Now that they're leaving, they want to set rules so that they look good in the in the community's eyes or in the state's eyes, right? In the voting block's eyes. Oh, they they're really trying to do something. We should vote in the person that they're supporting. 
because a they don't care about the person that they're supporting right they've made their money they're gonna walk away right off into the sunset and go live their live their best life but they're gonna be able to put those people in power also knowing that putting forth laws like that and trying to get them voted on within Congress and Senate, they're never going to get passed because the people that are staying there like being able to double dip. So, in conclusion to all this, this year, go vote to benefit your children the children in your family. Maybe not your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter, but the children in your family, in your community. Go take 30 minutes and go help out the whatever, right? If you've got the recreation department and they're trying to raise funds for some extracurricular activity for your kids after school, and your kids are wanting to be involved, or you know kids that are wanting to be involved, go help. Like, money's tight, right? Money's tight for everybody. But go help. Hey, what can I do? Can I can I share the post on social media? Can I go help put out flyers in restaurants? You know, just, the, it's the little things. You work for a big corporation. Go to the big corporation and say, hey, we've got these kids. You know, we're trying to keep them out of, out of trouble and off the streets, and they don't have a lot, and their parents can't provide, you know, this kind of stuff. We're looking for $500 to donate to the, to the local rec or to your local high school for the sports team, right? All those budgets have been cut with all this crap. All of them, middle school, elementary school, high school, all that kind of stuff. You've got all these booster clubs. You've got all this stuff going on. Go get involved. Even if it's not monetarily, just go get involved. The same thing for small businesses in your community. If you've got, even if you've got a larger business, right? Say you have a hardware store in town. Go support the hardware store when you can. Maybe you can't go buy everything to build a house from the hardware store because it's expensive. But guess what? You can go down and buy a bucket of nails. You know, a saw blade. At this point right now, gas is so stinking expensive unless you're going to have it shipped and get it shipped for free. The extra $5 that you're paying at the local hardware store compared to going to the big box store over in in the you know town an hour away that doesn't give a crap about your community, that doesn't give a crap about your kids and their sports and all that kind of stuff. They don't. They don't care. Go ask one of those companies to go cut you a check for $200 for your kid's soccer team. They'll laugh you right out the door. Now go to that same hardware store we were just talking about that you're going to pay an extra $5 for. Go talk to the owner. Hey, we've got this going on. Any chance that, you know, you could give us a discount, uh, we'll, we'll buy, we'll buy, you know, whatever it is. We'll buy this barbecue pit so that we can raffle it off. 95% of the time, those people, they're willing to help. All right? You've got restaurants in town that aren't big corporations, not Denny's or IHOP or whatever. Go support those places because those places support your community every chance they get. And maybe it's self-serving because they're trying to, they, they need to donate X amount of money to charity or to uh, some kind of a cause to help them on their taxes. But they're still doing it. These big companies, they're not doing that. They'll donate to a national organization, but they're not going to donate to Little Sally's basketball team. Not going to happen. So as I said... This year, go vote to help your kids, to help your community. Go support your community, small businesses, right? You've got, you've got the, the woman that's just trying to make ends meet. You know, instead of it being Uber Eats or whatever, she's running a business, driving around town, and 
bringing groceries to the elderly because, you know, some of the elderly are still worried about the not going to say, but we all know, right? Go, go use them. If it's possible and it doesn't put you out, go help somebody within your community. Just the little things. That's all we're looking for, people. The little things. Let's start small. Forget about Amazons and Home Depots and those kind of things. If you can start small with your small businesses within your community and you can start supporting your community and the kids within it, you're going to see something amazing happen. When you quit thinking about just yourself and you start thinking about others and what it's going to do to the community at large, you're going to be really surprised. So I've rambled on for far too long. I'm, I'm in the process. I'm going to get some, try to get some people to sit down with me maybe here before the election, get kind of an insight into what's going on. The, you know, it's, it's busy season right now, so it's kind of tough, but I would like to get a little more in depth on the community aspect of, of the political landscape around us and, you know, the, the things that are, that are causing this as far as, as far as, you know, the gang violence and the having to cancel sporting events and having to cancel extracurricular activities for children because of things that are out of our control but not out of our control if we start to get back to community. So just think about it. And then uh, I'll have something new for us next week. You guys all have a good one.